0: What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your boy, Face bringing you guys another weekly episode. This is the first episode of the new year, so we are back kicking things off. Once again, if you are, for whatever reason downloading this for the first time, checking this out. We want to say thank you, of course, for tuning in with us. Uh, We run these weekly. We record these every Wednesday now. We moved it up the timeline a little bit, better for all of our schedules. And, of course, returning here with us is our co-host Panda and SBG. But first, let's introduce
1: the big panda. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Look, good to be back in the new year. We've been consistent throughout last year. We, We finished strong with a strong episode going into the new year, talking about what we were anticipating and uh I mean we'll talk about in this episode what we weren't anticipating but uh SBG <laughs> how you feeling man
2: I'm good good to be back hope you guys had a wonderful new year and um Fortnite and uh, I shouldn't say Fortnite the players and the scene gave us a jam-packed episode today so uh Whew. Where are we starting today, monster? Yeah, we have a whole lot to cover. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a Fortnite
0: episode if we didn't just touch on the drama and way to start off the new year with quite literal fireworks. Um, the way we have this all broken out is we're gonna be talking about everything you see in the title. There are esports teams just literally running themselves off the rails. These, these very thin train track rails that they have to run on. Uh, you have, obviously, professional players reaching all types of backlash and combating one another. And then, I think one of the biggest surprises is, of course, Fortnite returned to iOS. So, we'll be able to talk about all that stuff. And then, of course, the new updates to come. So, thank you for tuning in for the first episode of 2023. Let's go ahead and start at the top, though. I want to talk about these organizations inside of Fortnite. This has been a crazy week for Fortnite as a whole. Um players quitting, organizations exiting. In particular, I'm referencing Booga being, maybe maybe dropped is not the word, but not re-signed is definitely the word to Sentinels. So Sentinels officially makes an exit. And it wasn't a quiet exit. It was a straight up, uh, coupled with a response from the CEO and of course the official organization dropping their messaging. So orgs in Fortnite are on fire right now, Panda.
1: Yeah, Um. Let, we got we to gotta talk about the whole picture, right? So the discussion of orgs in Fortnite has been going on for the last few months, and it seems like almost every other day we're having a discussion about um, is there value in an org supporting Fortnite because they feel like the game itself uh, doesn't support the org ecosystem, whether it be like leagues or um, skins, outfits that fund these orgs, etc.? So that's a co- part of the conversation that's been leading up to this moment. Now, over the last month, Literally 30 days. We've had uh an org by the name of 2am fat shaming their players and uh doing just some other crazy stuff. You have now Aurelia Esports, which is an, a new org that just started the beginning of December, um releasing uh or leaking full interview recorded audio without the permit the express permission of the other party. And doing that all from their their actual Twitter handle, not through CEO, COO, anybody else. And on top of that, they're not paying people. So we then go back to the question everybody's asking: Oh, why don't why doesn't Fortnite support orgs in the ecosystem? Well, just look at the last thirty days.
0: And, and actually, I want to take the handle here. I want to talk about Rob Moore, the CEO of Sentinel, because he actually put out you know, a part part messaging with this. So this is what he said from his own personal handle uh, before, of course, before the messaging even came out from the Sentinels handle. So he actually um, announced essentially, hey, we're releasing Booga, here's why. And then came the announcements afterwards. So I'll read that out word for word here. So Rob Moore at Rob Moore Esports on Twitter says, as our organization maps out the future, our strategy is to focus on games that provide opportunity to activate for our sponsors or offer team branded in-game content. Fortnite has not offered either of those. I'm announcing today we will no longer be competing in Fortnite. Followed by that, he says, we will therefore not be re-signing Buga, Aspect, or Zypha, and we thank our players, especially Kyle Booga-Jersdorf, for, or who, brought home the Sentinel's first major champions with his win in 2019 Fortnite's World Cup. So this is a very big an honestly heartfelt message um he had a lot of traffic like he doesn't really get a lot of interactions with this tweet but this one in particular uh Booga, of course uh supported it and all the players seen it and you have a lot of other org orders kind of jumping on and responding to this but what he says here is basically saying hey listen Fortnite's not playing game they want skins in game they want to sell jerseys they either you know gotta gotta prove that they're building something with the marketing dollars they're putting into their players and if Epic isn't allowing them to do that. They're finding it hard to sell to their sponsors. Now, I'm, I'm kind of caught in a little bit of a crossroads here because as someone who helps bring sponsors to the scene, I know what it takes, more or less. I know there's, there's a lot of opportunity to do so. But to me, it just seems like Sentinels is not willing to be creative or, you know, again, be flexible enough to try to operate within the means of what's available. It's not that they're not available because I think that messaging is completely wrong. I think they're more trapped in a certain type of complacency of the way these other spaces work. You can't copy and paste that same formula that works in these other games to this game. Every game is a legitimate different product and you got to treat it like a different product. So I almost feel like when an organization owner like this guy, Rob Moore, who I respect to the utmost degree says something like this it seems like more of a, a cop-out to me again this is my personal opinion as someone who actively pushes sponsors and and builds products in this space um it's just not the same it doesn't have to be the same yeah it's harder but that doesn't mean it's impossible so that's what I wanted to say about this. But this again, SBG comes as a huge blow to the community. Sentinels is really was one of the last standing tier one organizations, as, as we kind of call them in this space. Um, we're now down to I don't even know if a handful
2: is a word at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want I want to piggyback off like the points you made too, because one, I think it's kind of smart for an esports organization to narrow down their focus instead of trying to do a bunch of things if you have a path that you see can be successful and repeated in multiple games like it only makes sense from a revenue driven perspective to do that right to go after the games that are franchised that can put things in the game that support you and your organization so that all makes sense and i think from all three of our perspective we understand it takes more effort it takes critical thinking to make money within Fortnite. But to say that like sponsors aren't interested, Buga literally seems to have a new sponsor on stream like every other week. And, and Verizon, like the biggest ones that you could get. And I, I really want to
0: jump in here, right? That is because he's backed by VaynerMedia, Media. One of, you know, obviously Gary V, his his extensive network and and all that stuff, but it just shows you literally right there. You just made that point. And I forgot to even bring that up. Buga is literally uh, a staple child of esports is one of the you know he has this the zero to hero story comes in wins the biggest tournament that was headlining for years to this day is carrying him um in in esports discussion you know globally so how as a how can you say as an organization owner that sponsors don't exist when your your golden <laughs> child is pulling in and raking in the money so it's clearly there it, like i said it's yeah. a cop out you just gave me the, the exact example I, I was looking for, but I forgot even existed, but it, it's that right there.
2: Yeah. Most- well, in his two, like the two other players aspect, I'm, I'm just looking at his, uh, Fortnite track. He hasn't really played in months, right. right? So it's not like he was an active player. That that's not really like, Oh, you know, we can't find sponsors for him. No, he just wasn't really doing anything. Looks like he walked away. And then Zypha was still playing, doing all right, but nowhere near a top player. And, Kind of the average good player that doesn't push themselves for content. So it really was like a decision to drop Booga at that point. And maybe it's because we, we saw this with like people like Ninja, Dr. Lupo, Tim the Tapman. Those people have gotten bigger than the brand. So maybe while they're saying this is the reason, they just don't want to say like Booga's gotten bigger than our organization and we can't justify paying him what he's going to ask for do they
0: still have xqc on the brand though because then at, at that point i don't I, I just don't think it comes down to that like xqc was a part of sentinels when xqc was at its peak at some point and you have to you have to think right and in some way luminosity okay i was gonna say because at, at some point or another i'm pretty sure he was on sentinels um maybe i'm tripping maybe i'm not
1: but the
0: numbers there's overwatch days yeah, so, so the numbers were there. You're paying for someone who is way bigger than the org, and then at that point, they couldn't afford them. I don't think it came to a point to where they couldn't afford Booga. Um, I just, I, I genuinely think it, it's just somewhat of a cop-out. Maybe they just didn't want to change the way that you have to operate within the Fortnite space. It, it takes more, it just takes more work. Why Why put in more work? More work is more resources. There's a smaller profit margin to be made there. And and that in its own can probably be a reason to say, hey, no, I'm just gonna go play in these other play in these other leagues that you just pay a flat fee and all of a sudden I get all the you know
2: everything I'm looking for. One quick thing and I know Panda you're ready to jump in, but it's not that I don't think they could afford him. I think they definitely could, but does anyone even really think of Sentinels when they think of Buga within the space? So it's like he's outgrown the organization within the space that he's working in was kind of my point. It's not necessarily monetary because I'm sure for someone as big as Booga, like they could easily be like, here's a percentage of ownership, help us build something because he's, he's that, that guy now. But I think it's more like there just isn't that value of having him because of the unique space that we're in.
1: And to to kind of bring this all home, right. I think, when you look at the overall picture, Sentinels never did really anything to support Fortnite and support Booga, Zypha, and Aspect as individuals within the scene. You look at orgs like Become Legends, who have less resources than Sentinels and are able to create and develop proper stories around what is happening within the scene. Look, there is a formula for a successful organization in Fortnite, and it is centered around content. And and you and utilizing the names that you have signed to create some exciting narrative around the season. It is not hard. It's just a matter of having the right people behind the org to do it. Sentinels heard that oh, Fortnite's not going to do what it's traditionally done. Which, mind you, Fortnite has said this since 2018. Um, so nothing new here. For uh, Sentinels is just like, well, if they're not going to conform to what other esports do we're just going to drop out and honestly like you guys said it's a cop out like there's just it's a lack of like actually wanting to try so that's what's causing that issue but to to finish it all off Booga is a perfect example of people want to invest in fortnite fortnite is the biggest game worldwide player base wise and so there is a lot of untapped connection to the fortnite scene that people just don't seem to get and and realize and you can leverage the name Fortnite in many ways. I just don't think orgs know how to go out and get these sponsorships like you have to do cuz you have to have a partnerships manager and that partnership manager needs to be going to functions around the world interacting with people uh, on different different levels finding different ways to slide into different avenues. That's how you bring sponsorships to these uh individual orgs and just unfortunately orgs never have that mindset or or team behind them to actually accomplish that
0: let's not forget the best piece of concept that came out from uh or about BOOGA was literally stories of the battle bus produced by epic like Mm -hmm. nothing around sentinels that we saw at least was again platforming up um who this player was even in the his final couple of months not a single thing um even even based around uh yeah the road to the fncs land that we had um sentinels not only struck gold with their uh, pickup, of course, of Buga, who then wins the World Cup, puts them on the map. They then struck gold in Valorant. They signed a tier one, arguably best team of the year on Valorant's peak launch. So they struck gold back to back, and their entire profile and atmosphere changed to be almost specifically Valorant-focused. If you look at their timeline, um, I mean, the messaging speaks for itself. So it's very clear where they put their resources. It's very clear that they backed out of this game because it looks like more work than it was, uh, more trouble than it was uh, pleasure for them. And uh, yeah, I, I just don't want to give them any sympathy, and and I don't want to push the narrative of, uh, yeah, you know, it was it, we couldn't make it in this space because Fortnite isn't playing game, like Epic isn't playing game. Um, I think I think that's a BS uh, excuse there. But nonetheless, I'm still um, excited for Booga and of course his his prospect of being a free agent. Who will pick him up? Who will? You know, kind of uh, look to double down and potentially invest. It's a, it's a big play there. There's definitely potential. I don't see him being a free agent for too long, but it's also hard to say who's going to put money into Fortnite when there's a lot of teams pretty much backing out of the space. They're not the only tier one org to go ahead and put up the reins. Um, let's talk about this other drama, though. We kind of uh, briefly hinted at this 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 thing that was happening. Aurelia Esports. I hate to even say their name because after listening to the conversation <laughs> uh, between. Them and the leaked audio with Bronos, and it's not even leaked, they quite literally posted this audio themselves and Panda set it at the top of his, uh, his introductory point. They recorded this audio without Bronos knowing about it. I'll give you guys a brief history about Bronos, who he is, and and where he comes from. Uh, Bronos is a long-standing Fortnite competitive player. At some point or another, he transitioned out of being a professional player, more so into the content, picking up the likes of arena grinding. Still very competitive in his own nature. He pushes to be the number one player season after season. We've covered them in the past, uh, being one of the first players to ever break 1 million points in Fortnite's arena game mode. Um, Again, losing sleep to literally grind the game. Uh, He then, of course, has built up his own personal brand and following, just being a pretty stand-up guy in the community. He's funny. He's a little toxic, but he's young. He's a Fortnite player, and he kind of just gets into the weeds of it. He's not afraid to be himself. Um, He he does it, again, I think within a very respectable boundary. He's not uh, too overboard, right? He's not someone who's a complete dunce, if you will, (laughs) with his social handle. Um, But anyways, this guy, Bronos, he gets scouted out by really eSports. They see him as as a potential prospect. Hey, this dude's getting numbers. It's pretty clear that he's, you know, potentially next up. It's definitely hyping the new season uh, for for the content that he makes. They sign him or they attempt to sign him. They offer him a salary. They give him some set deliverables. And within it feels like a couple weeks, he's already been kind of caught in this spider web.
1: well, so I have an official statement from Bronos, right? So one thing that we haven't seen publicly posted is like a breakdown statement from Bronos on his account of what's been going on. So I reached out to him, got the got his statement, got his side of the story, and it's long, right? But for a TLDR, uh, him and Cam Nuts, who is the owner or one of the owners of Aurelia Esports, had some uh, interactions prior to they they weren't like the best of friends, but they weren't they were on good standing. So he assumed that he could trust this individual. Um, to, to to support him in, in his word and what he was saying. So he comes to them December 1st um, to bring him the idea of Aurelia Esports. This is something they're starting up. They wanted to bring him on. And, and in his mind, they're bringing him on to uh, establish credibility around the org because Bronos is a pretty large name. And going into the new season, he knew, uh, or they knew, with how much he was gonna be grinding towards uh, the top spot in arena again there was going to be a lot of eyeballs on them. So with all that said, he goes to them and, and they're talking about like the, the terms and stuff. And he brings to the table that, look, I'm going to be streaming 12 hours a day. Like from when I wake up to when I go to sleep, there's not a lot of time for me to hit meetings and these other things, but I'm, I will try to fit in wherever I can. And they said, yep, that's fine. They acknowledged it. And then they go on to to send him a contract, fifteen days or thirteen days, one of the two after he is actually signed. So weeks after the uh, signing and the announcement, they send him the contract, and they didn't adjust the contract to what they said they would. So there was some dispute there. And then, of course, after he sends me the final message, he's like, "Look, um." I I wasn't planning on re-signing with them. The way that they kind of interacted around this whole thing was kind of odd, and I didn't really want to continue to support an org at this point. We see Aurelia Esports drop a tweet with a a recording of a a meeting that they had recently, within the last couple days, and they posted it. So I sent it to them asking, because I wanted to know, did they have your consent when you... Uh, went into this meeting. Did you know that they were recording you? He said, yeah, I didn't know he was doing that. Wow. So so,
0: so they they come in, they they set up a meeting to try to discuss, uh, again, this little bit of a bubbling controversy around, hey, why aren't you attending or kind of upholding what they believe is your deliverables to the organization? And then in that discussion or within that discussion, this is before it even blows out of proportion. This is like kind of as it's happening. They are already recording This conversation for future use. So it's pretty clear that um, their intentions were uh, kind of established early on. And one thing I want to say, you know, okay, you're recording this thing. You think you'd be on your best behavior. You try to sound like upstanding CEOs and professionals, but these dudes sound just, I mean, as, as bottom of the barrel as they come for, for lack of better phrasing here. I mean, it doesn't sound like professionals. It sounds like, Bunch of dudes just having a nonchalant conversation and there's almost no structure. It does, doesn't sound like there's a point of authority in the conversation or professionalism. Um, I mean, if I'm having a conversation with a client or with a with a prospect, I'm not cursing. I'm not, you know, using slang. And stuff. It, it, take it serious, right? How are you supposed to be taken serious? That that kind of impression. Um, So I think they thought they were doing some kind of power move, but I, it just made it, sound even worse like i don't really know cam nuts or the other guy so i didn't i didn't even want to put you know public messaging out and even now i hate to have to talk about this because i don't want to you know don't want to shit on them this is just how i feel but (laughs) i you're kind of forcing me to be honest about what's going on here and um i mean that was my impression of the whole thing it was unprofessional it was a pretty dirty tactic It shows kind of, uh, you know, what you are, who you are, the type of person you are. And all those things speak way louder. These actions speak much louder than the words inside of the conversation. And the words used in the conversation were just downright unprofessional.
2: I don't know how else to put it. (laughs) Yeah, and then outside of just simply posting that conversation, which... May or may not be illegal. I'm not a lawyer, at, but I know it is definitely illegal to record people without them knowing illegal it's definitely thesis. illegal to post that. So uh, good luck. hopefully, I, I, who knows what is gonna do? If I'm him, I don't want any of that. That's way too much. But they just showed their hand, right? And if you're looking at being an eSports organization and you want to try and recruit prospects in the future, you just showed that you're going to record conversations and post them publicly. So who is going to have a conversation with you? Even like, let's even just take out players, content creators. If you're a sponsor, you see that who is going to have a conversation with these people. It just, you totally shot yourself in the foot by doing that. And in addition, we saw cam nuts. who I think his official title is COO and co-founder going into the weeds of this disagreement with Bronos with random people on Twitter and I'm like I'm reading this I I don't even care what's actually being said right he's trying to defend himself but dude you are supposed to be the leader of an organization why are you responding to random people on Twitter and not just dealing with this problem yourself which should be between Bronos and the organization It, it has nothing to do with all these other people right so shut up Handle this the right way. Handle your business and then move forward. Don't try and like make yourself the good guy because you're clearly not.
0: And and also they just wear their emotions on their sleeves. I'm assuming he was probably behind the handle as well as much of these tweets were deleted. But one of the ones that we have a screenshot of are uh, from his professional business handle. This is a business, not a charity. Do the work <laughs> and we are happy to pay you. That being said, ARA will be hosting a game tonight for the dollar signs redacted. That Bronos is crying for like, this is on your professional (laughs) business handle. What are you doing? And then he puts the time, the details. And at the end, it says, this isn't about the money. It's the principle. Just really, really silly stuff. Again, a deleted tweet. You know, everyone's screenshotting it, sharing it around social media. Um, just gross behavior to come out of their uh, company handle. And then, of course, for them to try to hide it, they were not happy about it. So, uh, again, all in all, huge L's. They they do all this, and then they go on again to say, hey, we're not even going to pay you. My whole thing is like, hey, let's just say, let's just say you wasn't okay with them being in the deliverables, and you wanted to uphold your end of the business and say, hey, listen, this is what our agreement was, and we don't want to pay you. You know, sometimes it's just better to take Dell. And I hope they learn from this that, you know, sometimes you got to bite the bullet. Uh, you know, a loss is a loss. Just move on, right? Pay the kid, move on. Now you have just quite literally tarnished your reputation, quite possibly all of any uh, business opportunity that could have or would have blossomed throughout this next year. I mean, I know for a fact I wouldn't entertain these guys in a in a business conversation, like I said, with the leaked audio recordings. just recording stuff in general and then the way they handle stuff um outlashing like children on social media it's just it's just pretty pretty poor and again it's we don't really talk down on people that bad but man sometimes you just gotta punch them when they're down uh this is one of the few times i will because they deserve it uh and and it's it's just gross to treat our fortnite players and, and people in our space that way um that is the organization drama in the space just to kick off this episode this week. Um, and it just continues. Scented, the player who was once on Phase Clan, prestigious, uh, one of the best that we've ever seen in our, as far as competitive player goes, um, has officially quit this year, uh, announcing just a couple days ago that he is stepping away from Fortnite um, due to his own decisions, his own actions, leading to toxicity coming his way um it just weighed heavy on him and i don't think it's off to say he was probably facing um bits of depression and other stuff like that if you want to go see his uh, pretty much going away tweet go ahead and check it out but he expects, he essentially quits from uh from Fortnite, and it comes with a little bit of a mixed outlash mixed mixed response if you will um Let's talk about how Bucky responded to this and how this led down a crazy rabbit hole. And maybe it was Bucky who kind of forced all this hate upon him in the first place.
1: Yeah. So we'll give full context to the situation. Uh, obviously monster brought up the initial uh, action from scented that caused a lot of um, hate to head his way. Uh, obviously early in the year, well, the racial well, comment, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the it made a racial comment. Um, not acceptable by any means. Um, and it was basically a, a a downward slide for Scented from that moment. Um, he was dropped from Phase Clan. He uh, experienced uh, personal uh, depression. Went through therapy. Went through a lot of things. To, and, and he went through sensitivity training as well. All personally done, by the way. This was not like he had no org representing him. So it's not like an org putting him through sensitivity training. No. Scented actively went through that stuff by himself. But no matter what he did, he couldn't seem to redeem himself. And part of that uh, has to do with the people or some people continuing to perpetuate said hate, one of those being Bucky. But before we even get
0: there, for someone who's trying to quote-unquote reform themselves, right? He's he's trying Mm -hmm. his best to do self-development. We also talked about his, again... Gross behavior, at FNCS. Quite literally, bullying kids at the FNCS between him, uh, Scented and Cold, who were being contested by some NAS players. Dude, he's a young man, and he was approaching, you know, fifteen and sixteen year olds over their shoulder, talking smack, cursing in their faces, and, and trying to intimidate them. So this is someone who's trying to play victim, but you do these other things literally in public settings, on Twitter, on social media. Um, and then you try to again play victim. So I'll tell you guys right now: I don't care about uh, his posts and and his feelings at all. I think I think they're all just full of BS. I think I personally just see this as virtual signaling. Um, I'm not sure if I could believe someone who acts like that in person, but but says he's trying to make himself better. That's just me though. Um, now with what Bucky did, I don't agree with. Bucky is walling out, this kid's harassing him. Uh, and we're gonna talk about exactly how Bucky and what steps, action steps Bucky took to start enabling this kind of stuff. Cause it, it's pretty funny, but it's messed up.
1: Yeah. And like I was saying, um, Bucky was one of the individuals that kind of perpetuated hate towards scented. Um, whether it was a TikTok that he had posted, uh, discussing it a little bit more in depth or his continued conversation of it on his streams and other places anytime Scented was brought up. Uh, It was like a narrative that he could no longer escape um, because of multiple reasons, obviously. But uh, Bucky was named in his uh, I'm quitting Fortnite twit longer. And typically when someone is named and and essentially accused of causing another individual to have depression to the point of self-harm, your response is to be a little bit more nurturing. Uh, no matter the individual, like the the severity of a, a statement like that is huge, right? So, Bucky, it was not necessarily nurturing or nurturing uh, or kind or 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 understanding in his initial response. Now he does go on to eventually apologize in this in the stream that he posted or that he did yesterday, uh, following the announcement from Scented. But he started the stream with the TikTok talking about if uh, if Scented is going to... I forgot exactly what he said. But it was it was basically just, again, bringing up the narrative like he, he Scented basically, said something.
0: It's a TLDR for the clip. He basically eliminates Scented in-game. Puts his fist in the air. Says BLM, Black Lives Matter. And then says, we will not allow basically a racist to survive in our lobby. Like, stupid... Just really stupid stuff. But he starts, yeah. basically, he sets the tone of his stream that way. Um, this is the kind of actions that Bucky has taken that incite. You might think, maybe he says it doesn't incite it. He says he doesn't encourage it or anything like that. But you are. Your actions are definitely forcing other people to, make, to think this is okay, and you're creating this narrative. So I don't want to paint Bucky as a, any saint here. He is definitely hella toxic and he was super yeah. toxic about it the entire way uh so yeah he starts it off he makes the tone very clear mocking him being super sarcastic about uh, the entire situation and like you said yeah self-harm and, and people doing that kind of stuff it you it it comes to a point to where you you have to try to see things from their lens and be sympathetic be empathetic towards them and and hopefully make sure that you know they're okay everyone's physical well-being is extremely important and, and it's the highest of priorities here so yeah bucky was super insensitive Starts coming at his head, and this starts to rage on, like, we're talking about someone who, on average, anywhere from two to 5,000 viewers are watching his channel. Start flooding just more hate tweets towards Scented, and uh, he even goes on to take that into other creators' responses as well. So, Bucky, I mean, he has a great mom. She seems to be super supportive, but I don't know, like... I was expecting her to actually jump in. She's usually on socials and she'll tell Bucky like, Hey, you need to chill out. But she was just like, yeah, I'm not having any part of this. Bucky's a young man. I think he knows what he's doing. And yeah, he's, he's just kind of came at, uh, sent his head there.
2: Yeah. It's been, um, tough to watch from like all perspectives. Right. Um, and one thing Scented says in his tweet longer was he likes talking crap. He, he likes doing that as part of the game. And, you know, what? I'm all I'm all for that. Right. There, there's a time, a place and a way to do that. There's you know, you look at other games, other sports. There, there's a way to do that without crossing boundaries. And I, I feel like a lot of times within Fortnite, those boundaries are crossed like the first time. It's not even like build up to, oh, you know, your mom. And then, boom, you just immediately attack the family. It, it goes wild. People attack people for their weight, how they look. It, it goes immediately, right? Yeah, don't, and don't forget, we had a physical
0: altercation at DreamHack Dallas. We had a near altercation at the FNCS LAN between mm-hmm. Muzz and Smite. I think Muzz headlocked Smite at some point or another. Uh, physically, again, approaching one another. say, so yeah, these these kids be crossing some lines for sure.
1: <laughs> Even Scented going up to pars and rays, That's what I'm saying. And, and, and they're and addressing them and the way that he did like, like, come on. But continue.
2: so there's, there's a right way to do this, to build entertainment, to build entertainment value for the scene. And then there's what we've seen happen pretty much all unfold in front of our eyes the past couple of days. And that is just not the right way to do it. It does seem based on the statement Scented It is not in a great place. And he, takes things very personally and then attacks right back. It also seems like Bucky is enjoying this um, and having fun with it, which you know what? Fine. Have fun. But he also doesn't seem remorseful in any way and has now thrown shade at other people, including Somerset. And it looks like there's a couple of people along the way that said, yo, bro, calm down. And instead of really changing his mind or, deciding what's going on bucky seemed to double down and i mean panda we we listened to that quote unquote apology it doesn't to me sound like an apology it more sounds like uh i I don't necessarily mean everything i say but i mean most of it so you know i'll i'll take some things back but still i'm not a fan of anyone that that hates me and my community is the best get out of here
1: well, it was literally. I think it took him like an hour and forty-five minutes, or hour and a half, into a stream, whatever it was, to make like a more formal apology. But the the stream literally started, uh, obviously, uh, perpetuating what was going on. Uh, again, getting engagement off of what was going on. His stream numbers higher than average because he knows that the drama is going to draw eyes, and so to start off the stream, of course, he innately goes for the the easy shots right? Keep it up, make fun of it. And then it gets to that hour 45 minute mark or hour 30 mark, whatever it was. And then he's like, well, I do feel bad for scented. Uh, I'm sorry if, if what I did, did like sent any hate to him. And then it was back to what he was doing. So it was not like, it was very like mom- like it was very quick in his apology. And then it was m- just hours of more harping on it and talking about it in a different way
0: yeah and just to kind of touch on like you said the the bleed effects, right like how Somerset was involved, I mean Somerset just outright put a put a tweet out uh she was just expressing her concern with harassment in the space. She goes to say uh the harassment that is pushed every day by people in the gaming space is sickening uh Bucky immediately publicly on on while live on Twitch pulls up Twitter um and then responds to her in in such a stupid way. he says, Are you flirting with me again like trolling knowing that she's talking about him kind of indirectly um and she goes on and says sad to see that your community is one of the most toxic and here you are making a joke about it uh and then he says like i could say the same about you and somerset just goes on to talk about how uh bucky's community the 313 from i think detroit which is like yeah a literal slum in detroit uh it goes to threaten her family personally in the DMs and and take accountability for threatening her family. So just really just weird stuff like that. And again, this is the kind of stuff that you may not realize you're causing around you, but you are causing when you act a certain way and laugh at, you know, people being aggressive, or posing danger at others it's just it's just not okay and then doing it live on stream again enables it so it, it just continues to feed into it and that's really where i'm not okay with any of this stuff that bucky's doing uh, because again in the comment section riddled in the commerce section you have other people now making sexual innuendos and just all types of other stuff about this interaction it's just really um, poor behavior for what was you know, a professional player on Team NRG. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's not on NRG, so he's completely unhinged right now, and he is just taking it to a different level. That could also very much be uh, a valid, um, not a valid, but his excuse <laughs> for what's going on. Uh, and then just 30 minutes ago, Summer said, tweets that she's not streaming for a few days. She's going to take a break, be back soon. So it just seems like this has been a mentally exhausting couple of days, and look at that, just more of this, you know, Kind of circus show going on here where what you do can absolutely affect others in a way that maybe you don't realize again these are young creators these are these are kids you know young adults we're talking about somerset's only 19 years old you know still lizard her parents and all that stuff so these are people that are you know trying to figure it out um this mental stress is very much taxing for folks that have never been in in places of conflict a lot of people are just super non-confrontational especially females right so
2: This is, uh, it's probably pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you guys think, like, because this isn't the first nor will it be the last time that, like, someone's actions or words kind of send another community at one another. And I'm always torn by how much is it the actual creator's fault and how much do you blame the individuals that are doing these things? You know, in, in this case, when... Bucky's continuing just to double down on these things and call Scented a racist at the beginning of a stream. And we don't want you in our game. Like things like that, that is clearly signaling. He's not telling people to go out and comment on Scented, but at the same time, he's pretty much saying you're racist. Get, get out of here. And that, that signals people to do things and take actions in their own hands. But at the same time, Bucky then claims things like, Oh, Somerset's community is coming after me. And then it are her actions of kind of talking back to him, then leading her community doing this. I, I'm always just curious. Like what are your guys thoughts on the creator's responsibility in this case when you have such a large following?
1: I, there's a lot to this. There's a lot to unpack something like this. So look, obviously people are going to talk about an incident. Even us, the three of us right here are talking about what's happening, right? So in theory, a listener could take what we're saying and our opinion on something and perpetuate hate in that direction. We can't control everything that every person does. What a cre- as a creator what we can do and what Somerset and Bucky and all these individuals can do is when they take on these takes even if they are more sarcastic and whatever the case may be, they need to have like they need to add some seriousness to what's going on. Cuz Bucky talks about how Somerset's community goes after him, but Somerset never named him. Until he responded. And his response was uh, like, are you flirting with me? So when when he starts to, oh, like act as if he's the victim, right? Oh, I'm getting hate too from Somerset's community. That's self-inflicted. So there's a difference. So I think, look, as a creator, we have a responsibility not to perpetuate hate. So if, if something comes up, we talk about it. We have a discussion about it, but it should be a fair discussion. It shouldn't be like a, oh he's a racist like it shouldn't and we shouldn't like harp down on it super hard like look it's a lapse in judgment obviously you don't just say something like he said either just willy-nilly for the first time on a stream so everybody can hear right it's probably something that has been used in other in other ways before it was fully exposed however to also act like people can't change over time is irresponsible too so Obviously, the, the discussion is there. We should always talk about like things like this. And if if people make mistakes, they should own up to those mistakes and grow from it. But we also shouldn't be the ones as creators, not saying the three of us, of course, holding people's growth back because uh, we want to get some more clicks and views and whatever else.
0: Yeah, and, and again, I think... We do a pretty decent job of exercising oh, yeah. a, a level of diplomacy when we talk about these things, right? We want to give you guys the facts um, and then sprinkle in our opinion, of course, because we are also influencers and creators. But that's the catch there, SBG. Like, we're literally influencers, whether you uh, believe you are one or not. So when you have a following and you have people listening, you, uh, listening to you, especially once you start reaching the hundreds and the thousands at a, a singular given time, you have a lot of power to move people in a in a direction. Um and if they think you're doing it and they see you doing it, they're going to think it's cool and they're going to jump right on it. Um it and that's just that's just how it is. So yeah, I mean, I think I think creators are absolutely responsible for their communities if for whatever reason they decided to act out in that kind of way. Let, let's just say hypothetically, uh, there was a someone to be physically harmed or whatever emotionally abused or attempted to be extorted uh based off of your action and your perspective and and what you've done towards that creator to me you are influencing those other people to make to make them believe that is okay and as disillusional you have to be to go do that kind of stuff um you're still the cause of it in my opinion Uh, So you have to be careful. You don't know what kind of crazies are watching your show and stuff like that. There's plenty of those out there. We all know it.
2: Yeah. Thank you guys. I, I just always, I thought that discussion was important too, to see what responsibility creators have. And I think the first thing is just understanding the responsibility that you have because you've built this following and using that for good. And, you know, sometimes people definitely fake this kind of stuff for views and things. I don't think this is one of the cases, but you know, if both people are on board that, then, then by all means have fun with it. But in this case, let's, uh, let's take it seriously. Understand that we're affecting people's lives here.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know if I still fully believe scented by the way. That's just me though. Like that's, that's just me, but I, I do give him the benefit of the doubt. Like I said, this is a very serious topic and we don't want to, um, yeah. Beat on people that, that are, that are having those issues.
2: Yeah. One hundred percent. One thing that we haven't even talked about sentence, like one of the best players in the world right now, mm-hmm. he, he's yeah. quitting while he's one of the best players in the world. And this has never happened, whether or not he actually comes back. We're reacting to this a few days afterwards, but we've never seen one of the top players actually walk away while they're at their best. You know, players typically start to decline, start to wean in their efforts and then decide to quit Sented literally finished 3rd at the biggest tournament since World Cup like 3 months ago. He is an absolute baller and that's and, a big And we we've, we've spoken so much
0: about his accolades. Like he is again one of the only players to successfully transfer from one region to another region. He was like, you know, the king of West at a certain point, comes on over, starts competing on East and stuff like that. Like this is someone who has just so much. He's a a completely decorated professional player like he is exceptionally good at the game and yeah he is leaving he's one of again a few the, the big names like there's a lot of big names that have exited luckily for us with the return to lanes and things like that there are so many players like globally, right, that are going to be competing essentially under the same hub. So it, it, I don't think it has as much of a of a blow to the space. Like if we were still in, in full lockdown season and we were only talking about, hey, we were only see like these NA East players compete against one another. Yeah, that's a huge name gone for NA East. Uh, but, you know, again, the, the dynamic the I think the landscapes changed a bit you have Queezy, you have vino you have right like you have tons of huge names um now that are all going to be collectively competing year to year against each other not that I'm leaking anything but let's be honest there's probably more lands coming so uh you know it it, it kind of is what it is but yeah it sucks it sucks to see like legitimate uh, one of the goats one of the greats leave this space like we're talking 00000001% came third against uh, the, the best one of the best the most talented lobbies ever put in recent times literally came top three. And we know what the, you know, what the numbers could have been any, any either way. They could have been number one for what it's worth. And they've done it consistently year over year. What are our takes on uh, Cold then? He's going to have to find a new duo. Is it Acorn He's he picked up, too. I believe? Was it Acorn uh, he paired up with or was that all trolls? Because know, uh, we, we might be seeing the makings of a, of a crazy duo. Uh, pairing up with one another
2: yeah duo announcement acorn cold who knows if that's a troll though um but cold has turned into a a beast within the east like my man has taken over as one of the top fraggers and i I think he's evolved into more than simply just a fragger you see him play end games i forget who tweeted this out the other day but watching him play end games is like poetry in motion. Dude is just fluid, doesn't make mistakes, always in control, and seems to get like six eliminations every game. He's like the mustache Trulax. of NA East. It was lex from EU. Uh
0: Trulex ah. is a, a crazy player too, exceptional player. He came first in trio grants uh, around May. Uh, that's 300000 dollars right there. So this is this is someone who, of course, has, has played at the best of the best and is one of those top-tier competitors. When you have a top-tier competitor going on their social timeline and being like, yo, Cold is he's damn good. Like I could watch him and be entertained for days. That's when you know you're you're excelling <laughs> in the in this space right now. Um let's let's continue to stay on this topic of uh good things happening, man, because at one point this podcast was all about Fortnite iOS and Fortnite on mobile and we used to talk about the updates week to week and how uh the nuances of mobile started to grow and, and go such a long way with the development but then of course it all came crashing down sometime around I believe 2020 or so when uh iOS was removed from the the Apple Store and no longer accessible uh for Fortnite but now um was it was it Tim Sweeney who who was it? Who put the who put the message out? Who put the little leak out? Talking about Fortnite iOS is returning in 2023.
1: So we talked about it on the last podcast because, like, as we were wrapping up, we we brought up uh, how the rules were changing uh, around, like, the laws requiring um, side loading on smartphones and and certain devices and stuff. And Tim Sweeney had commented on it. Now he has tweeted. Next year on iOS, this is the last day of 2022 he tweets this and then replies with a picture inside Fortnite saying, and it shows the 2023 up in the sky from Fortnite. So that is his hint that Fortnite is coming back to iOS here in 2023. And there's been more confirmations of that in other ways um, throughout the the last few days, but it is officially happening, folks. We don't know when, um, but whenever Apple allows sideloading, um competitive stores and stuff we'll see fortnite return. And,
0: and also uh the apple hub just a verified unofficial kind of news outlet that covers all news apple also just started to hype it up saying hey fortnite's returning to ios this year um it got tons of traffic it looks like a lot of people are excited uh this is a huge w for epic games let's be honest uh they have recently faced a bit of a lawsuit little 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 snag over there i believe a uh is it? Is it not half a billion? One hundred fifty million? Or was it no, half it was a billion? billion? Oh, it was half yeah. a billion dollar lawsuit. Like, a pretty substantial. That is a substantial lawsuit. We're talking about a company that um boasts around three billion dollars a year in in revenue. When you are losing half of that billion to just a singular lawsuit, potentially, um, that's a problem. That's a huge, huge problem. Um. So, anyways, you know, they they they've have a fair share of problems onboarding ios i mean they could be back up uh, a few bill no doubt
1: yeah uh and, and it's funny because when uh, when fortnite was removed from ios the discussion was there about the amount of money that is brought in solely through the app and at the time it was like more like it was almost 50 percent of all income in fortnite at that point and fortnite has obviously done very very well to to continue to grow the way that the shop works and, and increase revenues year over year. But at the time, Fortnite was getting over, like it was like $1 billion or $1.5 billion a year from Fortnite Mobile. So they gave up all of that money, to be clear, for that lawsuit. And now that's potentially going to be coming back into the revenue stream. I'm going to say, if they're not bringing World Cup back at that point, if it's back on iOS, <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah, it will be a massive influx. And some of those mobile players were crazy. Most of them were playing on iPads or like those Samsung uh, Galaxy tablets. I used to have a guy in my community that was just absolutely absurd. It was won like a few thousand bucks on EU playing on mobile, which is pretty sick. Um, and we've actually had a few players that came from mobile into like the competitive PC space after that whole all happened. So maybe you know there's a return everyone's always asking for console fncs maybe the next one once that comes back is mobile fncs get those tournaments in here too but i mean for the health of the game you can't you can't understate how big getting mobile players into fortnite once again would be
0: yeah shout out to my boy ducky the gamer he's one of the few players that uh i met through the mobile space transition over to pc and continue to you know just figure it out in in Dude, talk about again. We we talked about this, you know, years ago when it first happened. But creators that were fully focused on mobile, like you're, you're losing your your opportunity and your livelihood, right? Like your your livelihood becomes super um, questionable at that point if you're if you're making all your money off YouTube and and yeah, being a mobile streamer if that was your identity, Fortnite mobile. So it was a it was a very tough uh, couple years, I think, for for a lot of people. But Ducky is one of the few that made a transition and and continue to be successful. Um, he's on Team Complexity, so. Shout out to him. Actually, he went from complexity. He's on Team Ghost Gaming now. He does content for Ghost Gaming, so he's uh, he's super stoked about it. He put out some little teasers. Looks like his interactions are starting to bubble up. He actually uh, posted a clip joining. Fortnite today on iOS like how it exists right now and it was terrible. His tweet just says Fortnite iOS is in shambles. Just a huge lag spike that lasted like a minute before it started working again. So, uh yeah, Fortnite has been locked in chapter 2 season whatever it was in from that moment until All right water now season. Yeah, yeah, the whole water season. So, uh I'm sure they're sick of it. I'm so curious to know if anyone even plays that. But um yeah, that's that's where we are with that. Uh Fortnite iOS coming back in 2023. It's just it's just so huge. So huge. Um with that, we're gonna round out this episode with a couple changes coming to the game. Uh Fortnite has released a new shield item. Item looks sick, straight up Overwatch vibes. Big shield comes out. Uh it, it you know resembles, of course, the colors of the shield bubble. It's all blue. Was it a bug that players could fire out the backside of the shield? No. I don't believe so. Intended. That's intended.
1: Jeez. But it, it only works... So what it, the way that it works is if one person on the team is holding the shield out, the other person on the team can shoot through it. If you throw the shield down, you can't shoot through it. And it actually, when you have the shield locked, like, open, it'll actually tell you where other people are who have the shield open. It, like, sends a line to the other person with the shield. I actually didn't Just know that.
0: I didn't know that. That's, like, a like interesting little tip and trick right there. So when you when you put the shield down, it basically... It has like a sensor that says, hey, there's other shields in this general direction.
1: Yeah, it's literally like a beam of light that shoots off the front. And a little side note, it can be thrown on top of cars and you can drive cars around with a shield on.
0: Yeah, it's pretty sick. We definitely uh, saw the use of shield bubble on boats at the FNCS land. That was sick. Seti and Cami making their huge rotates with that. Uh, and then day two, influencing other teams to do it. That was also very cool. Watching teams, top tier teams, steal one another's strategy. All right, and we're just going to pick up the audio here. I just totally had an unexpected outage. My face was priceless. Maybe one day I'll upload it onto the internet. Um, either way, we want to thank you guys for vibing with us. We hope you all enjoyed this episode Fortnite Return to the Game. Uh, New Shield was obviously the last couple of topics we were talking about. Items coming through, shaking things up, and then, of course, all the drama at the top. It's been sick. But with that, as always, we want to let the boys sign off to Panda. My boy, thanks for waiting for me, by the way. Let's have people yeah. know where they can find you, bro.
1: Yeah, of course. Find me on Twitter, LifeWPanda. I'm actually going to be starting up a, a like an influencer boxing YouTube channel. I'm going to break down some of the influencer boxing stuff. So more on that soon. Um, but lots of stuff coming in 2023, man. And obviously, a lot of that stuff coming with the next man up, SBG.
2: Yes, sir. Hey. Great episode today, guys. Glad your power's back, Monster. We were all, like, really confused what was happening. He <laughs> just froze and then, like, nothing. Um, but, yeah, great episode. I'll see you guys soon, and uh, let's run it back next week. We got tournaments starting today.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tournaments are back. Next week, we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll give you guys a nice little recap on who's doing what. But with that, guys, thank you guys for uh, listening in. Uh, don't forget to send all of your complaints to me at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. Leave a review on Apple, Spotify, Amazon music, wherever it is you listening or listening to us from and consume our content. We thank you guys. And until next time, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Peace, fam.